In today's episode, we're talking all about how we can make a bigger impact in our community. And community service is one of our Sage Oak core values. So today we're taking a deeper dive on how we can go beyond some of the basic ways of making sure that we are contributing to our communities to looking at how do we really take the next step and how do we get more involved. So for some of you, the way that you might be giving back at the moment might be through um, just some of the great basics that we all know about. Recycling, reusing products so that we don't have too much waste, maybe uh, making sure that we're putting trash in the trash can or that we're picking up litter that might be in the area. Um, Some of us are planting trees, cutting back on water, and all of those things make a big impact. And especially when everyone is doing it, then collectively, the impact is much greater, right? And some of the ways that these small actions help us is they really help us to build some of these foundational character traits that really help us to become better people and better members of our community. So even through some of those just small acts that might be becoming very routine for all of you or for all of us, they really are the foundation to becoming responsible, right? In addition, those practices also lead us to be more creative or innovative, which is another Sage Oak core value. So when we are thinking about ways that we can give back, we have to get a little bit creative. We have to be able to look at the different needs and figure out how we're able to meet those needs. Another thing that some of these initial actions um, bring is an element of empathy. We began to really understand the needs of others, the needs of the earth, the needs of our community, and how that matters to us and how we need to feel able to act on those feelings and act on on the care that we want to give and how we can really give care to animals, give care to plants, give care to others, and really show that in an empathetic way. And that's something that, you know, our kids can learn through doing some of these activities. And also, too, when they are part of a cause, they really see how their little role fits into the overall picture. So for a lot of our families and a lot of our students, These are the activities that come very natural or already a part of your day-to-day lifestyle. And you're caring for the world around you in these ways. But I know that for some of our students, they really want to get involved at a deeper level. Maybe they're in middle school or high school now. And so they have more motivation to be committed to a cause, to make a little bit more of a difference and to explore how they're difference can impact their cause on a more state or national or even global level. And so in order to develop our students into the type of people that are able to make that impact, we really have to look at some of the skill sets or the character traits that they need in order to do so. So one of those traits is leadership, that our students can really learn to be leaders by surrounding themselves with leaders. And there are many causes and organizations within a community that can demonstrate the leadership that's necessary in order for a movement to happen or order for an event to happen, right? Like even something like a beach cleanup takes leadership, takes organization. So our students can be a part of these types of causes now and look at it through the lens of not just what can they do to help and to participate, 
But what can they learn from the experience from the people that are running that so that they can possibly duplicate that down the road if they are interested in leading a cause, leading a movement, or leading an event on their own? And another thing that uh, we can help foster in our kids is mindfulness, right? Being more aware of how they are maybe either contributing to a problem or contributing to a solution. And that mindfulness is really powerful because the more they're mindful of where they are playing a role, that can really impact the decisions that they're making and shape the choices that they're making. So developing that sense of mindfulness and awareness that, hey, is what I'm doing in alignment with what I believe or what I want is an important question for them to start asking themselves. You know, if they are really using a lot of energy, for example, but they believe in conservation, then they really have to start to ask themselves if their actions and their beliefs are in alignment. Another character trait is dedication, right? As our students grow older and they become more invested in these causes and they begin to participate in some of these causes, it requires some dedication on their part. Maybe there's meetings that they need to show up to, or if they agree to volunteer for something, that they show up for that and they fulfill their commitment. So these types of opportunities can help uh, foster that level of dedication in our students and get them to really see while that is, why that is a valuable skill to have and how that is something that can apply to not only some of the volunteer activities that they might be doing within their community, but then ultimately how that might show up uh, as a character trait in their life as they go on to different levels of academics or careers or even bigger causes down the road. Whether they see a problem or whether they see a solution, as they get a little bit older, they have the ability to lend their voice to either side. So whether it's bringing awareness to a problem or presenting solutions to the problem, our students can become more active in using their voices. And Later in this podcast, we're going to talk with one of our own Sage Oak students who has really taken her voice to more of a public forum and gone beyond just her local community to working with some local politicians, working with some state politicians, working with some bigger organizations so that she can be more active in the cause that she believes in. And we're going to be looking at how can students take a look at maybe some of the steps that she took and apply those to causes that they are interested in, whether it's something uh, related to the earth or to animals or to any other cause that they are passionate about. Students are really going to be able to see how to go from just doing some small things that impact them and their families to really learning how to share their message with others and on a bigger scale. So that's really the focus of our uh, episode today. So as we talk with one of our Sage Oak students, I want our students to really be listening for what are the ways that they can find something that they are passionate about and then really get involved. And how really getting involved doesn't necessarily mean it has to become your life's cause. It just means that you are making that little bit more of an effort so that your impact can be that much greater. In addition to that, we're also going to be talking to Brian Medina from The Tree People. And The Tree People is an organization that was started in uh, San Bernardino County. And I was so excited to learn today that it was started by a high school student 50 years ago. So 50 years ago, there was a high school student who was passionate enough about a cause 
that the student was able to form an organization. And from that action, here now you have an organization that's been around for over 50 years. They've planted millions of trees and they've really helped to make an impact in multiple counties. And it's just a really great story of how one person can grow an organization and truly make a difference. So we're going to be talking to Brian today. He's going to be telling us a little bit about some of the ways tree people are continuing those efforts and how our students can get involved in some of their volunteer opportunities. Um, And then he's also telling us how students can get involved if they don't live near the tree people organization and they live further away how they can go ahead and get involved in causes in their own communities. And again, just hitting home the message that one person can make a difference and one person's efforts can make a difference and they're meaningful and impactful. So today we're looking into all the ways that our students can take just that next step to make a little more impact. Today, I am joined by one of our very own Sage Oak High School students. This is Miriam. And today she is going to be sharing with us her experience in making an impact in her community. So, Miriam, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really honored to be here. It is our pleasure. When I heard a little bit about some of the things that you were doing, I thought, you know, I definitely want to bring this to our students and to our community. I wanted you to be able to share a little bit about your story and about ways that other Sage Oak students can make an impact for causes that they are passionate about too. Yeah, definitely. So I'm really driven in, I'm really passionate about environmental activism. When I was younger, I loved it and, you know, I would do all sorts of things. And then about a year or two ago, I joined political environmental groups and we're fighting for environmental change. So take us to a few years back. Like, how did you start to notice that you had a passion for this type of cause? Yeah, so I mean, I like, I feel like the environment is something that like everyone just naturally cares about. Like, oh, like it's so beautiful and animals, like they will look so innocent. And it's just, it's amazing, you know? And then like things would happen, like, oh, like, the, oh, now there's an oil spill. Oh, the Arctic is melting. Oh, or the, oh, like these sorts of things are happening. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is like, oh, I need to do something about this. So I started doing things like in my home, like I started planting, you know, more trees outside or growing things in jars and recycling. And then I watched a movie called Don't Look Up. And it has a bunch of like really cool actors in there. That's actually one of the reasons I watched it because Ariana Grande was in there. But it kind of, it's not about the climate crisis, but it's like a metaphor for it. And that's when I realized, oh, hey, this is way more serious than what I thought it was. And then I joined groups and I was like, okay, now I'm going to step it up and I'm going to do stuff on the political level and I'm going to do more like organizing. So I love that you shared that you started off with some of the basics that I think other students are able to relate to, things that we know we can do to help save the environment. So how did you take that next step to doing something on a larger scale? Yeah, I think, so I think my reason for it was, it's a, it's a little unique to this cause, but it can honestly be applied to any other issue too, whatever you're passionate about. It was, I realized that for the climate crisis, we only have like, less than 10 years until it's irreversible and then we'll have to deal with the effects for the rest of our life and i was like oh man like this is my future we're talking about and i was like i need to do something more before i like get like deflated you know so then i joined my organizations and we've been meeting with politicians organizing protests you know passing legislation campaigning for elected officials and they've won we've been doing endorsements yeah we've been doing all sorts of things and it's made an impact 
I like that you talked about how you found that really there's more um, power or more ability to increase the impact you can make by going just beyond yourself and really joining up with organizations who are already established so that you can capitalize on the power that they already have to make a bigger movement. So walk us through some of the who, what, when, where, how of how students can get involved. So, I mean, initially, if a student is sitting here listening to you and they're saying, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it too. I can get behind a cause that I'm really passionate about. What should they Google? Who should they call? Like, where do they initially start? Definitely calling your representatives is something that you can do about the cause you're really interested in. You know, your congressman or congresswoman, senators, president, if you want to send an email, I'll be able to read it, but it's still, you know, on the record. You have a city council. If it's something that can be passed locally, you have a mayor, you can reach out to your mayor, you know, stuff like that. So that's really good. But something else you should definitely look into is doing research about the issue that you're really passionate about. So you research like, Oh, what is it? Is it really what I think? Because a lot of times you think of a cause and you only know what people talk about and you don't know what's actually going on behind it. And then research the solutions. What have other communities done? What have other groups done? And I think in doing that research too, then you'll probably come across some of the names of these people that you need to contact, right? On both a local level, like you were saying, sometimes you just start locally with your own city and your own city council. And then maybe you extend that up to the state level or even to a national or international level, right? So I think that's a really great direction for our students and a good place for them to start. Okay, you mentioned that another aspect of that is really joining the groups. So as you start researching this, is it easy to come across the different groups that are supporting these different causes? Oh, yes, definitely. It's so easy. And personally, like you can make change on a personal level on an individual level but the only way you're really going to make an impact like a in, like a huge impact is with an organization that's preferably been established for a few years maybe if it's nationwide and it has local groups just join all of them add yourself to the email list if they have local chapters then join the local chapter meetings just listen in just kind of you know see what's up see what's going on you know get a get a get a like what's happening and then after a few weeks of like, oh, hey, I joined all these groups. Now, which one do I think really resonates with what my goal is? If your goal is something really political, join a really political group. If your goal is something like that's really based in the community, join a, join a community group. You know, if your goal is something where you want to be seen as a youth member, not just a member, join a group that's specifically for young people. And even if you're not going to join a group that's specifically for young people, still find a group that respects youth voices and that you can have the greatest impact in. And I think that's really such a good point you made is that, number one, that you can just take some time to just go check out these different groups and see which one speaks to you. I think that was that's really great advice. And then secondly, if they are looking for groups that appreciate the student voice, that respect the student voice, some of our students may not be able to attend these meetings in person or some of these events in person, but it sounds like there could be virtual opportunities as well. Have you found that? Oh, yes, definitely. There are, I joined during COVID and then when I got really active was just last year in eighth grade and most of it was online. And I mean, I found that 
you don't have to attend every single event that your organization does. It's good to realize what you're capable of and not to take too much on yourself and suffer burnout. Because that is something so many organizers and so many activists I've worked with have suffered where they do everything in like six months. And then like for like three months, they just, they go like dormant. And they're like, I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm not, I'm like, I'm tired, right? And definitely virtual is easy and a lot of them do use a communication tool called Slack. It's like a fancier Discord. That's what I find it. most organizations use or like WhatsApp or something like that. So yeah, everything's mostly online and, and you can still make an impact online. So I think we know what you're going to say to this, but I mean, I bet there's some students out, who are out there thinking like, I'm only one student. Like, what can I really do if I can only attend a meeting like a couple times, you know, a month? Like, is that really going to make a difference? What would you say to them? Oh, Definitely. That is going to make such a huge difference. Honestly, that's what I thought. At first, I just joined meetings for like three months straight. I would just sit in the meetings, just, you know, just kind of absorbing it. You know, anything you can do will make an impact. I guarantee you. Even if it's just, oh, I attended this meeting, I learned one thing about this cause. And then you tell your family and then they tell their friends. Even just getting the topic on the table, that is a huge milestone. Okay. You can make a difference. I guarantee you there is such a need for organizers and volunteers in every single cause. You will make a difference. I can promise you that. You clearly have such an excitement and an enthusiasm to you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your experience with us today and truly um, giving us some great tips that we can share with our students to help them take action in the causes that matter most to them. So. Thank you so much, Miriam. Always great to talk to our Sage Oak students, and I really appreciate you being here today. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Today, I'm joined by Brian Medina from The Tree People. You know, we had you on our Sage stage, which is our virtual guest speaker series that we do every Friday, and it was such a great presentation. Our kids loved learning about The Tree People. So, if our listeners now did not see that episode of Sage Stage and they are new to you and your organization, tell us a little bit about what Tree People does. Well, yeah. So we're actually celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. It's We actually got started back in 1973 through the efforts of a teenager named Daddy Lucas, who was cutting trees out in the San Diego Mountains. And so we've grown so much in the past 50 years as, a, as an organization, as a team. In the amounts of trees we planted, three million trees and three million people for 50 years. And our mission now is to inspire, engage, support people to take personal responsibility for urban environments, making it safe, healthy, fun, and sustainable, and to share that process as a model for the entire world. I love that. So, yeah, I can't I'm believe you guys are celebrating 50 years. That is incredible. <laughs> and millions of trees planted. So amazing. I didn't know that it was started by a high school student. How perfect is that? Yeah, I mean, youth is at, is at the forefront of all that we do. I mean, we we have an environmental education department where we specifically folks outreach our K through twelve schools. So we know that the kids are the ones who are leading that forefront for environmental sustainability out here in Southern California. So what I like to tell people is that we're not planting trees for ourselves. We're planting them for our kids, for our grandkids. So let's talk really about the, the ways that students can get involved. What are some of the opportunities that you and tree people have going on right now that our students could be a part of if they wanted to maybe go volunteer and be part of, of one of these either tree plantings or community cleanups? How do they get involved? 
Yeah, so we do have a lot of volunteer opportunities for students to get involved in, no matter where they are in LA County, in San Bernardino County, or Riverside County. At this time, we are actually closing up our planting season and we're trying to focus more to doing tree maintenance to make sure that these trees are making trees enough water to dehydrate during the summer heat, doing much needed maintenance, like like adding more mulch to the berms. So right. that when we water them, all the water I stays can picture that. Yes. with the tree. No matter where you live in the greater LA region, there are always something to help us out with. And so if students wanted to be part of some of those efforts with tree people, how would they go about um, signing up for those? Yeah, so it's a very simple practice. If you go to our website, gpwill.org slash volunteer, it'll take you to our events calendar. You'll you'll be able to see all the events that are happening day by day. So you can click on any one of those and it'll give you um, details about what you're doing that day for the specific area. Um, And it's really a simple process to set up. It's really fun. You get some photos in. And it's just a great way to like give back to the communities. You always welcome returning volunteers. You can actually provide them a free training program called Volunteer Supervisor Training. So with that training, they'll be able to learn how to set up our tree plantings, how do you manage volunteers, how do you mentor volunteers. That's fantastic. I love that. That's fantastic. So Currently, I say currently because you guys are always branching out into new directions. (laughs) You are currently mostly serving like LA County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County. Mm -hmm. For our students that live outside of those counties, if they wanted to get involved in a similar cause or find opportunities within their own communities to help with conservation efforts, what would be some of the ways that they could go about doing that? That's a very good question. So. Tree People is actually the largest environmental nonprofit in the Southern California region, but we mainly focus in those the greater LA region. I would definitely recommend if, say, you're in San Diego County, Orange County, definitely look at some organizations that are doing a lot of conservation work in local wildlands. So, if you know any of like your local state parks, there's probably going to be a little organization that might be helping to do any like you know trail maintenance or helping to plant trees. And I'm sure there's also like a little gardening clubs so that they need help uh, maintaining those uh, little gardens, their sleep cleanups. So I would definitely do a quick Google search, uh, like, you know, tree planting organizations in my area. Um, yeah, there's always opportunities for everybody. So good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for sharing some of those um, great tips and strategies for how our students and our families can get involved and can make a bigger impact. Your organization is doing really great things. It's really fun to see how much it's grown. I can't believe you guys are celebrating 50 years. That is so awesome. We are so glad that in a small way, we've been able to be a part of it. And we always appreciate talking with you guys. Thanks for making some time to come on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed you know, this conversation. And I really hope that whoever's listening will really join us and make sure that we have a much greener, more sustainable Southern California. So I'm looking really looking forward to the future. I love it. Thanks so much, Brian. Have a great day. Really appreciate it. Good to see you. You too, Tiffany. You take care. Bye.